and welcome back to the Cinemania World Podcast, everyone. My name is Dwayne, and today we have another episode of the Box Office Report Show. As always, I am joined by my co-host, Larry Chili Boy Chilson. Hello. Hey, Merry Christmas, I guess. I know, Merry Belated Christmas, Christmas Eve. Dwayne got himself a little customized Funko. I got a customized Funko with a cat inside, you know, for Christmas. She's trying to become a co-host here on the show. Yeah. Nah, she's sleeping now. Thank God. God damn. For now. Yeah, she's going to be pissing like 20 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) No cap. She's going to come knocking at the door like, what's up? (laughs) That's how she be. She be coming in there like, what's up? Like, what are we doing? (laughs) What it is? And stuff. so... What's up, Larry? Listen, listen, everyone. God. Who? Listen, everybody. I had a disastrous weekend. Disastrous, okay? okay? It's just rough when I go to Boston for the weekend to visit my mom. I visit her for the holiday. We have, like, a sick sick family member, you know, too and stuff. So it's been a horrendous weekend. Everybody's kind of in holiday spirits and hanging out with family. So we we have like I I I had plans to review everything, I had plans, but I didn't even see. They gave me the screener for the color purple like two weeks ago. I still haven't seen that. I still you, haven't seen why Wonka. Did this man, look, I forgot you got a screener because I was like, oh, okay. I know my mom well, and I were gonna watch it. We ended up just this. we ended no. up going to why see Aquaman. You watched it Saturday night or something. Jeez. I know, I know, I know. Just let me explain myself, Larry, please. Okay, <laughs> my mom and I like went to go see Aquaman, which was gas. I don't care what y'all say. Anyway, oh, Lord. anyway, I don't. I just this. I was going to, we were planning to do Aqua. This is what happens when I don't see a superhero movie on Thursday. You mm-hmm. know, I saw it on Saturday. So, yeah, everyone, it, it might be one of those things where it's just weird not having a comic book movie um, here on our, like, archives as far as, like, shows. Because a lot of people I know, I noticed, do go back and listen to, like, old you know, reviews and stuff. So I don't think the Aquaman review is going to be coming. I wanted to review Iron Claw. I feel like now it's like a little bit too late because, you know, views, it takes a lot to do these shows and then edit them. And then if like the views are low, because like, you know, people have already moved on to the next thing, you know, how, how it is when yeah. it comes to movie reviews, Larry. Mm. So I feel bad for Alex too. Cause like sometimes with his work schedule, he has to see things the following Wednesday and then he puts a review up, and I'm like, "Oh my god, that's like so late. That just feels so late." Yeah. I think like, I think like Sunday is like the last hope to get a review out, and then by Monday, by Monday slash Tuesday, like it, it's all set. That's so, like a shitty thing, unless it's like a yeah. straight up retro review. You know, if it's old, right, old, right. there's an audience for that if you have the brand, but. It's hard. Yeah. They wonder why we be trying to hustle to get reviews and get you know all this shit up quick because this online game. I mean, mm-hmm. it is got to be fast with it. Unless you're like a unless you're like a well established, yeah. um, thousands and thousands and thousands of like subscribers or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're you can release anything whenever. Like I know, yeah. I know, like this gaming channel I follow, they have like two million 
subs and they like review games like a month later and it's like still 700,000 views or whatever. You know what I mean? Like that's not, that's not us. That's not like if I drop like Aquaman, I feel like Aquaman will get some views, but it won't, I mean, listens or downloads, but it won't be a lot. You know, yeah. um, if I drop like Iron Claw, that'd be a disaster. If I drop like anyone but you and Wonka and Color Purple, those would just tank. So I'm just gonna spare myself, my 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 ego. And I'm just gonna move on from those reviews and start fresh with this week. Larry and I are here for box office. We have all of our best and worst of shows coming this week. At some time you'll get them. The first one probably will be the worst of 2023. Yes, we're doing one of those. Sorry. Um, so I say, I say that every year too. Like, you know, because it, it dwindles down the, the worst of lists each year. And I say it every year. If I ever make a bad movie, just let me know. You know, I think I have thick skin for the most part. So, you know, but um, some of these movies need to get, some of these movies need to get blasted. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. And I have a platform and like, I want to do it anyway. Um, so that's going to come the best of show. I want to do a horror one. It's a couple of shows I still want to do before the year goes and I'm on vacation now. So I have time to do it. Um, so today we're going to start off with some box office regarding the weekend. This is not our 2023 recap show. That'll be this weekend. According to Larry, hold Larry accountable, y'all, because he said Sunday. <laughs> That's what he said. One of the movies uh, we're talking about on this are about to show up on the bad side sheesh. of that year-end review show. But yeah, we'll get to well, that. Let's get into it. One of them before actually that. will show up, too. as a nice little surprise, I think. But Before, though, I mean, we can get to next week. I mean, last week, what did we, like, miss? I think... Wonka did a respectable three nine thirty nine million. I think yeah, that's not bad. Wonka opened good, and it had a big worldwide opening too. That was like the big thing. Is it opened well here, and then it opened really big mm-hmm. <laughs> across the way. So Wonka is showing some some legs, and it showed legs this weekend with the holiday. So yeah, it opened big though. Yeah, really, really great, nice opening, and that's really it regarding last week's openings because, well, at least releases because everything else just kind of was there. Like Hunger Games at five, you went from thirty nine million to five million, you know, yeah. last week, and then The Boy and the Heron only dropped fifty yeah. percent, five million again. Golden Godzilla Tough. minus one, you know, word of mouth for that movie has been great, and um, yeah. I feel like Wish is making a little bit of a comeback. Am I am I just Ooh. in over my head or what? <laughs> 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 What's going on there? <laughs> because uh, Wish did a Wish is like it's all right. Um, the Marvels is done. I mean, we'll talk about that Ooh. this Sunday and this weekend but, um, is like. It, this weekend's gonna be hard to talk about, so we're gonna have to kind of break it up a little bit because of this Christmas landing on a Monday really like yeah, makes this really. weekend wild. Yeah, because... we're recording on a Tuesday. It feels like a Sunday, but we'll, we'll Yeah, so a lot of movies open on Christmas Day itself. So they opened Monday slash some of them open Sunday. So they're not mm-hmm. on the weekend report. So we'll have to talk oh, about God. like the color purple and Ferrari and stuff completely separate since they decided they wanted to open oh, <laughs> on <God>. a Monday. <laughs> okay. It's so crazy. Now so, yeah, do you want to go ahead and just start with the, the weekend top five then? 
Uh, okay, so we're doing weekend, and then we're going to the, into the Christmas holiday. Yeah, and then we, we, right, we got to talk about this color purple number because it was wild. Um, but yeah, right, let's yeah, start we can with the weekend. Listen, uh, so we had opening releases for a lot. We had Aquaman two, Migration, Anyone But You, and The Iron Claw, um, and kind of All of Us Strangers, but only in four theaters. So that's yeah. But um, all right, let's get into number one. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> right. Well, oh, uh, we've all kind of been saying it. everybody's review said it except for Dwayne's. Um, the DCEU is closing with a trickle because uh, Aquaman could not make it rain this weekend. Aquaman and The Last Kingdom opened at number one, but only brought in $27.7 million for the three day weekend. Uh, this weekend. Oh, and this, what is this? I clicked what? on the Christmas long weekend, and it's the exact same chart as the Christmas weekend. Oh god! What's and then just mojo? What yeah, that? and just about thirty-seven because I know it brought in over just over ten million on Christmas Day, so it opened mm-hmm. to around thirty-seven million overall. Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom brings in a total of eighty point two million international. Adding yeah. to the 38.3 million domestic so far for a worldwide four day opening of 118.5 million. I do know it opened pretty uh, well in China, over 30 million, yeah. but it only got a B cinema score. So audiences weren't loving it. And yeah, uh, this is the second lowest theatrical only release, only beating Blue Beetle. And the third, if you include the Suicide Squad. So, dude, like, where do we start, man? I mean, because... So we can say this is one of, if not the worst year for comic book movies in the box office. So no CBM is going to hit a billion. One um, got close, and the rest didn't even come close. close. And, um... Not that I thought Aquaman was going to do a million. There are some people who was like, well, keep in mind, the first one that opened up big. Dude, the first one opened up double this, yeah. at least. And it had, you remember that that dreaded weekend with like three big movies with Bumblebee yeah. and Mary Poppins, and it still did like 67 million, and this one did 27. And early tracking had it around 40, and I was like, that sucks. And, um... Now we're at $27 million. Scream 6 beat this. Oh, my God. Scream well, 6. So I've seen a Creed lot of people making, a lot of people were making excuses. But Did Megan beat this? I think Megan beat it. Megan beat this. Yeah, oh Megan was like 30, 31, 32. A lot of people were making excuses, trying to explain it away. But y'all, oh, had, dude, where's that energy y'all had for the Marvels? Uh, both of these yeah. movies were sequels <laughs> to billion-dollar yeah. movies. Aquaman and the Captain Marvel were both billion-dollar movies. They both opened, obviously, way less and not nearly as successful as their predecessor. The Marvels whooped the hell out of this, still. Doubled it almost. Like, what? It, yeah, almost, it did double yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, this uh, is, I know this is this is for the DCEU, but come on now. Yeah, this is uh that is I wasn't even expecting that number. 
I thought it was alarming when getting close to the weekend, like theaters weren't even kind of filled. Um, we had like, I, when I saw with my mother, there had to be at least seven people in that theater. And I saw it in IMAX and, um, um, I don't know. Listen, I had a really good time with the movie. Okay. I thought it was a lot of fun. You know, I think a lot of y'all are nuts. I feel like if you like the Marvels, I feel like it's kind of you. I feel like how do you not like this one? I, I don't oh, know. Lord. I don't know. This, this, I'm, these, these, I've been this, and the Marvel. The fun Dwayne's talking about for the, four the, days. Dude, Aquaman. When when freaking Manta There's is fun. like Aquaman, you took you took homie's girl. Oh man, I was howling. I don't know. Oh, uh, that line being the standout line. Listen, I had a good time. Okay, that little Dragon Ball Z fight at the end with Aquaman and Manta, I had fun. Okay, well, that was like that, the best part of the movie, right? A child didn't die like everyone thought was going to happen. You know, I'm glad I, I had that would have bumped it up. In my yeah. oh my god, black black Manta and his like god <laughs> black Manta and his like you know mythical. Listen, I had a really good time with the movie. I'm gonna go see it again this week. Anyway, so I Not Dwayne about to be half the box office for Aquaman. <laughs> but here's the thing: it's like it's not what's gonna bring people back at all. And uh, when I was watching it, I was just like, I'm having fun, but what a way to like cap off this year! And I cannot believe that both the Flash and Shazam made more than this so this has no chance to get to a billion at all at all when have you ever seen a 27 million dollar opening get to even remotely close to a billion dollars that is not happening yeah. even like it's just not happening so um I don't even think it's hitting flash numbers yeah i think it's gonna make lower than flash i think it's gonna make a little bit more than shazam 2 Blue Beetle and Blue Beetle, but the fact that this was so close was much more closer. I I at least thought this was going to be the bigger of the DCEU because of you know the first movie, but then again, like that move we were talking about this. Um, this movie and Spider Verse came out at the same time in 2018, around the same time, right? And we we talked about the Spider Verse double, like almost tripling its box office this year because throughout the years it became so beloved and you know the word of mouth for the movie was so was skyrocketed and then they won an oscar you know and then that song was so popular and it has like 1.1 billion views on youtube and stuff so we talked about how the word of mouth and the growth of an audience grew over the five years that spider-verse was not was not seen you know um, leading up to across the Spider Verse, and then compared to Aquaman, it's like I'm, I mean I don't really hear people ride and fight for Aquaman, you know, as much as they was for Spider Verse. So it's like it's kind of like the, the the perception of the character and the DCEU did the opposite of Spider Verse, and it was you know dwindling within each film. And then by the time this one comes out, it's um, you got this result which is like the opposite of what Spider-Verse did. And uh, it's, I mean, what a way to cap off this year for comic book movies. They both need to hit the drawing board. Both studios are in shambles. One studio is more in shambles than the other, but at least it's rebooting. But um, 
they, they this That's is a uh, thing people using that this as is an excuse nuts. like end of the dceu blah 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 and what i just don't get is so much flip-flopping either people pay attention to what james gunn is doing or they don't like you know what i mean yeah. either we use that as an excuse for a flop or the general audience doesn't care they don't know only as twitter nerds know like mm-hmm. what is it do do generals know this is the end of the dceu or do they not you know so it's always like sometimes it's an excuse other times it's an attack like it just mm-hmm. is too much so any way you look at it this it's is awful. a disaster it's awful. a true disaster and Honestly, look, I I said it in my review. The DCEU, a lot of it has been a real rocky road. Mm -hmm. A lot of bad movies. A lot, But it gave us a lot of... I mean, I'm just kind of sad to see it go like this because it gave us a lot of different movies, you know? Like, that was kind of the thing we went to the DCEU is you knew something interesting was coming. Whether it paid off or not, we'll see. But at least it's different in tone, different characters. They were taking a lot of different kind of chances throughout. And so... I don't know. It is. It kind of sucks to see it just die like this <laughs> to me. Yeah, it, it kind of blows too. And it's just like they just never recovered after. I, I want to say like twenty eighteen after the first Aquaman. They just at from that point on, they was just on a on like a they were just on a downward spiral. And uh, we can go through all the releases from that point. Each and every single one of them was either lower than the first one or not as good. With one asterisk on one of them being Wonder Woman 1984. But even the movie itself was just, it was awful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I'm sorry. I know people like it. I It's, it's bad. It's, it's But coming bad. off of one of the most revered, you know what I mean? Right, like a beloved right. comic book movie of the right. 2010s. Still my favorite of DCEU. And you follow it up um, with Wonder Woman 1980. Every, yeah. Even people like me who are like, you know, I thought it was fun enough. That's a huge step down. Come on now. From the first one yeah, to that. For sure. And uh, you go from that. Um, and then I think I think 2019 was like Shazam and it like made no noise money wise and it's like no one really went to go see it. I think after that, I think it was just Birds of Prey the following year because 2019 they had Joker, you know, which wasn't which wasn't DCEU. Uh, then you had Birds of Prey, which just didn't it it started i know everyone is like oh the pandemic was starting but dude it started at like 32 million and that was like a shock for a lot of people and i i don't think if say like there was no pandemic in sight and nothing going on i mean what is that gonna do when it's opening weekend 40 but even then that's like a that's still kind of like low you know for a movie of that caliber regarding you know um comic book movie and then you go from that to wonder woman 1984 then they go to the Suicide Squad, and I don't care. That should have been the first red flag to me was Suicide Squad making that little. You had the guy from Guardians coming over to your side to do a movie. You had Harley Quinn back. You know, um, that was like, well, what was that? Suicide Squad, like 20, was like 26, something like that? Yeah, just that, it was in the mid-20s. And everyone was like, oh, pandemic, which is like true, of course. But there were movies coming out before that that were in the 40s and 50s. So that what also happened? Had day yeah. and date. Like Godzilla yes, vs. Kong exactly. was literally in the pandemic. Like Godzilla vs. Kong was yeah. the first thing out of, and it whooped the Suicide Squad's numbers. Yeah, <laughs> and even like Tenet, even something like Tenet came 
the year before we even had a vaccine, Tenet came out and it made close to what Suicide Squad did. Hell, so we even just talked about Wonder Woman 1984 was what 16 million. 16 when million was like, when they only sold one third of the theaters and no, everything yes, was same in with Tenet. 2020. That was yeah, yes. Tenet and Wonder Woman were 2020, and they and came they close. Touched it. And that's bad. I, I mean, I was saying this. I was like, dude, that's bad. I don't know. This opening is not good. And everybody was like, oh, no, it's not. I'm and then okay. you looked at the streaming numbers. The streaming numbers weren't that great either. So, oops. Right. So they had that. Okay. It was it was critically acclaimed, but nobody went to go see it. And this is this was when it's like, oh, man, this audience does not care, dude. And then um, after Suicide Squad, where do we go to? We went to uh, 2022, and we had the Batman, of course, which is not them, not DCEU. It was just, you know, DC, Warner Brothers. Uh, then we had the Batman going into Black Adam. And then we saw the, the, the disastrous uh, mark lead up to that movie as far as The Rock. Like, this is uh, a new branch for the DCU, and it's phase one, and it tears Henry Cavill back. Uh, that was a disaster. It opened up to what it opened up. But, hey, like, the Black, Black, Black Adam made more than any of the movies this year. From DC, you know what? We were clowning the rock for that opening, but Loki. <laughs> but that I think the I think it's, it's because the biggest of opening like, they've seen in a while. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's because of how big they went forward on marketing for that movie. They they were everywhere. I mean, at least he tried to be. He I mean, was yeah, everywhere. You, the Rock did what he could for that. And you remember going back to last or yeah last year. Yeah, you remember how? Well, I think it's a certain director's fan base. Uh, but a lot of people try to downplay the Batman as a flop. You remember how wild? Oh, that right. Was? And they were like, they oh, were really trying to play like the Batman was a flop. And now you look at all of these other movies. Like, what are you talking about? Oh my God! You know, Warner Brothers slash DCEU would would do backflips for a hundred million dollar opening for anything, anything. They're like, oh my God! And um. It is bad. So then we had that. Then we go into Shazam, and that's when we're like, brother, you made half of your your first movie's uh, opening, and then we got into The Flash, and The Flash completely, absolutely bombed, because that had like a $300 million budget or whatever, and oh my god, here's Batman, here's Supergirl, here's this, here's a uh, uh, Snyder villain, here is... Uh, Here's 14 Batmans. Here's the multiverse. Oh, yada, yada. It's one of the greatest movies of all time. And oh, oh yeah, James the- Gunn coming out oh. saying it was the best thing. The best thing of the year that he's seen and there's so much heart. And then you see the movie and it looks, I don't care what Hannah says, that is one of the ugliest movies I have ever seen in my life. My life. Yeah. My life. That is one of the ugliest movies. And they and then you have dead actors in the in the ending. Oh, it's, it's horrible. <laughs> Um, it's horrible. It's it's just, it's horrible. I don't I don't understand. Uh, and then that opened to what it did. Then we get into Blue Beetle. We I mean, we all knew the fate of Blue Beetle. Yeah, we knew that. Uh, we knew it. And at then least, um, that was the only one that at least wasn't a big shock because we all kind of saw the writing on the wall for poor Blue Beetle. We knew it was coming. And then now we have this, Oof. and it didn't even come close to like uh, I mean, forty five. I mean, I even like a fifty. I would have been like, okay. You know, that's Ooh. something. Even like a 40, you know, even like 45 or 50, I would have been like, okay. But this yeah. is terrible. I mean, it's, what I a mean, way. 
Yeah, to drop this hard and fast. And the thing was, the first Aquaman, it didn't even necessarily have, like, the benefactors of the first Captain Marvel. Like, we always talk about it. Captain Marvel, they they did a huge favor with that post-credit in Endgame. Yeah. So everybody yeah. was like, I, I gotta go see it. I gotta, mm-hmm. I gotta see what this hero is about. Aquaman, yep. I mean, literally just rode the back of Jason Momoa. <laughs> Yeah, the first there was one? no tie-in. There was yeah. no other reason for people to see Aquaman other than Jason Momoa being hot and cool. Like mm. that was basically the marketing for the first Aquaman, <laughs> and it and worked. That, and it, people were hyped. They loved it. They loved him in that role. And so for them to it, not even, you know, and if you sell a film on that basic premise, and Jason Momoa mm-hmm. is back in the role. You kind you kind of think maybe we can sell it like that again. I don't even think they tried to sell it. No, like they didn't that. even try. They, like, I think, I think they just like they just gave up with everything. You know, they're just they're they're trying to move on at this point. You know, they're they're not even um they they just didn't even try with it. You know what I mean? And it's it's bad because, like you said, the first movie was just sold on Jason Momoa and. A lot of people look at this universe and they look at the MCU and they're like, oh, the MCU, like, that's ingrained into, like, general audiences and it's pop culture. But then a lot of people forget that there's a lot of, there was a lot of cultural significance in the DCU in its own right. Like, that first Suicide Squad movie, like, listen, we hate it. It's not good. It's not good. But that movie did a great opening. That Harley Quinn, every iteration of Harley Quinn after Suicide Squad has to have the pink and blue hair. Mm-hmm. I'm talking Fortnite, comic books, <laughs> cartoons. Every iteration of Harley now, the animated series, has to have the pink and blue hair. I don't care what you say about David Ayer, but that's that was from him, dude. So That look. Like, all of that, you know? And then Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman was in the AMC opening thingy you know it's like wonder woman was they, huge for them they you know marvel to the punch they came yeah. out with the first lead female with a female director they beat marvel said oh gotcha that, yeah that trench scene like that was ingrained in pop culture then you had jason momoa but they just did not capitalize on anything jason and, momoa and, turning one of the like most made fun of comic book characters of all into one of the coolest, <laughs> the coolest like, iterations yeah. of the character. Yeah. And it made sense. And this, I feel like, I don't know if this is truly the case. I feel like that was one of the few race bending moments. Oh, yeah. I didn't see the backlash. Like, I didn't see nearly mm-hmm. the blowback that we've seen so often. I think because he just was so much cooler than the, the uh, you know, regular Arthur that, what the hell are you going to say? Kind of like Nick Fury, like nobody cared that they gave Nick mm-hmm. Fury to Samuel Jackson because it was like, it's Samuel F. and Jackson. Like, of course, yeah. he he clears little white boy Nick Fury from the comic books and it's I, not even a 100%. Case. And Jason Momoa was kind of that. It made sense. Polynesian, like that culture being water. Samoan. It just makes yeah. so much it was sense. Perfect. It was, <laughs> I, that was one of the that 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 is like still to this day. I think that and and uh, Margot's Harley yeah. was like two of their best castings in the DCEU. Oh, yeah. Like I think, make just completely changing Jace, um the the character of Aquaman, who was this boring, white, blonde haired male into a Samoan uh, yeah. uh, surfer. 
I think that was brilliant. I think it was so brilliant. And then making like just as the, the Samoan culture kind of what yeah. Atlantis is. I think that was brilliant. I mean, Marvel tried it again with like, you know, uh, last year with, you know, with, uh, with Namor, <laughs> they but I mean, <laughs> they, yeah, they went for the, yeah, well, let's make them like a, you know, culture, you know, uh, culturefied, you know, water yeah. hero. And DC had already did that. You know, you, you think they would have made Namor like Hispanic if it wasn't for like a Samoan Aquaman? No. Cause wait, Namor's supposed to be a white guy as well, but like, no, they didn't do that. And, um, I think that is where you get the the uh, cultural significance that the DCEU did bring in. Whatever you want to say about it, it's yeah. just the people behind it were idiots. Yeah. Just, I mean, they had the pieces. That's what. That's what they had. You're right. They had the pieces. They had even with Henry Cavill, Gal Gadot. Like they yeah. had a great cast. They did a great job at casting these characters from the jump. They had the looks. A lot of the costumes were awesome. The reinventing of the costumes were great. The way they did these characters. Like, all the pieces were there to make an amazing DC universe, and they just fucked the bag so hard. Like, from Mm -hmm. the jump, basically. But And they never, never really recovered. Um, and so here we are watching it fizzle out with Aquaman 2, not able to do anything. So I don't know. Some people have a lot of faith in James Gunn. I haven't seen enough. He makes me nervous with how he <laughs> acts and bops around and casts his brother. Like I said, I'm still waiting for his wife to be Supergirl. <laughs> she going to get recast and forget oh, that what, what her name was in the DCEU. She going to be Supergirl. She's gonna be Wonder Woman. She's gonna be she's she's gonna be like oh Amanda Waller. She's gonna be Viola <laughs> girl. She kind of said you probably coming back, but actually my wife needs a gig. So <laughs> she's gonna be Catwoman. She's gonna yeah. oh my god. Oh but Christ. We'll see. I have hope. You know, the casting and stuff has been has been fun from them so far. We'll just gotta see. Gotta see where it goes from here. But this is. They have a lot of work to restore this brand right now. Absolutely. It's just, oh, what a bummer. The death of the DCEU part two <sighs> from the Cinemania World podcast <laughs> on this uh, box office show. But um, all right, let's go number two. I think this is, I'm really proud of Wonka. Look at this. All right. Well, actually, I have a feeling this number two is a big oh. reason Aquaman Ain't gonna have the legs like the original. So coming in at number two, yeah. we have Wonka, which made an additional eighteen point zero five million dollars, which is down fifty three percent in week number two for Warner Brothers. That brings Wonka's totals after the Christmas holiday, which it made an additional ten million dollars, up to eighty five point eight million domestic and one hundred and seventy seven point six international for a worldwide total of two hundred and sixty. million after two weeks in theaters. Uh, Yeah, I think this... uh, Listen, I haven't seen it yet, but I think this number is fantastic. I think it's a great hold for week two, and I'm really surprised by how how much legs it looks like this movie is going to have. Yeah, I think... I think that's the thing is they didn't estimate with, well, for one, Warner Brothers. I mean, we'll talk about it. On Christmas Day, they had the top three movies at the box office. But, you know, I don't think they anticipated that their other two movies were going to whoop the hell out of Aquaman. You know, like Wonka was going to have a way bigger opening and be 
the family movie of this season. Like, you know, people are going to go watch Wonka and they don't care about Aquaman. <laughs> and I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think they were prepared for that when they decided to release three movies back to back to back like they did. But no, I think it's a, a great opening, a great hold for this movie. It's a really lovely film and kind of just, you know, it's not a Christmas movie, but it feels right for the holidays. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. I um, I really want to see it. I'm, I'm I'm on vacation, so there's really no excuse now. Larry, you got that A list. Don't start this, Larry. You ain't even gonna talk about buying tickets. Don't start this, Larry. You can just get on that app and make his little reservation. <laughs> Listen, how long is one good? Hold on now. Listen, how, how long are we talking? It's like two hours. That's not bad. Right. One hour fifty six. Oh, really? That's not Ooh, bad. Look, see? Okay, that's Wayne is like, all right. That's not bad. Hold on now. That's not bad. Um, yeah, I think this is a, I think this this is great. And it's like we go from we go from just, you know, talking, you know, going from doing a eulogy on a Warner Brothers <laughs> IP to like, hey, Wonka. <laughs> yeah. Warner Brothers. I don't know. I feel like hopefully this hope I know they're still all in with the DC stuff, and as you should, you know, it's a big yeah. IP same as like you could they're gonna keep trying with things like Harry Potter and you know what I'm saying like because yeah. those IP you cannot let go to waste I get it but I really hope this you know like I'm hoping that Dune Part Two does really well so they can see that hey maybe we should start putting some more cash into like these other movies like you know I mean we saw how Barbie did Wonka's doing pretty good I mean I feel like hopefully this and you know and hopefully this makes them want to go change. Their Wait, ways, you know. Is it, do I hear my co-host? Yes, you do. God damn it, Larry. <laughs> I told you, man. She was gonna be pissed when she woke up, man. <laughs> I knew I heard the co-host. Hey. I knew. God, go ahead, Larry. Go. Ahead. Uh, this mic, man. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, I'm really excited for this. Obviously, if Dune does well. You know the folks gonna hop out the woodwork talking about Timothy Chalamet being a box office draw if Dune Two does well. <laughs> um, but I'm excited for this, and I just I don't know if, like I said, I don't know if Warner Brothers was quite prepared. I think for for the numbers Wonka was gonna be doing. But all right, well. Let's go to number three, another family movie for the holiday corridor. Yeah, where did this movie come from? <laughs> we have at number three from Illumination, Migration, which brought in $12.45 million over the weekend and made $17.8 million for the four-day weekend. Add that to $21.9 million international. And the latest from Illumination has made $39.7 million worldwide a couple things to note on this though it did receive an a cinema score so those who went to see it really liked it however the 12 million dollars does mark the lowest opening in illumination history so what's the budget on this thing again because that's not Uh, great illumination usually is around a hundred i would say Uh, like the marketing was like yeah, the marketing for this was really bad. I, I mean, migration. No I mean, yeah, that's the thing with Illumination is that's why they're always so good because their budgets they keep them low. Let's see, migration budget movie. 
<laughs> 72 million. So they kept it okay, under 100. Okay. So 72, yeah. they could still make that, especially if worldwide. I think this, because I actually liked this a lot more than I thought I was going to, because I did mm-hmm. go see it. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't like the trailers. So I was like, oh God, here we go with Illumination again. Yeah, those trailers did this movie no favors. The The marketing for this was absolutely terrible. <laughs> Do you remember? I don't know if you saw the trailer. They had a trailer. And this is how I knew they had no faith in this movie. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. came out around when Super Mario, because that's Illumination as well. And they put out this trailer that was like Minions, Sing, Mario... Basically, all their other movies was over half of the trailer, them just showing a montage of all their movies. And then they were like, and yeah. now we have migration for like five seconds. It yeah, I, I saw the trailer. I saw the trailer for the first time like last week. I was like, oh, my God. They, you know, so it was on TV. I was watching one of the games and it was like, yeah, there it, there it was migration. Yeah, so I don't know. Hope, word of mouth might be good, so it might have decent legs. Obviously, I don't see it doing any sort of crazy numbers here in the U.S., even with good legs. Uh, but hopefully it has good legs because I need my great, I mean, Illumination to make more movies like this and less movies like Minions. But after this number, the, I think they're going to run right back to the Minions. <laughs> yeah. They're going to run right back to Minions and Super Mario. <laughs> Uh, but at least they have Mario this year, so they're like, all right, I guess we can have one flop because we had one that was a huge success. <laughs> um, so then we, so this this next one, number four, because I'm Ooh. really like interested. I'm really like interested in this one. Go ahead. All right, so at number four we have the latest R-rated raunchy rom-com in anyone but you, which brought in six million dollars over the traditional three-day weekend and eight point zero five million dollars for the holiday four-day weekend. This got, I believe, like a B cinema score if I remember correctly. So, eh, word of mouth, but okay, so. Yeah. This is Columbia Pictures. This is this is so this is Sony, right? That's Sony's yeah, yeah. thing, right? Why was this released in a busy holiday spirit Christmas December? I am blown away by this release date for this movie. When we saw like the you know when they first dropped those like press picks and stuff, and you know it, it garnered all all of those uh kind of conversations about oh my god they're actually sleeping yeah, yeah. together yada 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 i thought this movie was like a 2024 release so then i'm like oh it comes out this year and then i see it comes out in december i'm like what this has like valentine's day written all over it right i mean yeah. at least summer this is not a december movie at all now i i haven't seen it yet but is there any snow or I'm not saying like these movie have to have like snow and stuff in it, but does this movie feel like a Christmas movie to, to I, I, I feel like it's this wrongfully misplaced. I, yeah, I really I think do. it could have had much better opening if they had released it at Valentine's day. I don't understand this choice either. Um, no, it's a wedding in Australia. The entire Australia. Movie 
it's in it. It's a movie <laughs> on the beach. Like I would say, like percent of the movie is on the beach or swimming or so, by the water. This is either like June and one of those dead weekends or Valentine's Day. I am baffled that they released this in December in this crowded month. Maybe they thought the work be the uh, you know the press that it was getting at first was gonna pick up. I definitely thought the movies like hype and you know fanfare kind of dwindled down over the over the last few months. So I feel like if this was released at a different time, we would have seen like a better opening. But six million is a little surprising to me. I was like, okay, I mean, okay, I mean, but I feel like it's not the movie. It's just it's wrong time, wrong place. I feel like. And I think it's gonna have horrible legs. That's the other thing. Like, I agree. It's not, yeah. it's not a movie that's gonna hold. Like you know, no. migration will have probably pretty good holds because it's gonna be the only animated movie for a while. Wonka is gonna hold really well, I think, throughout the rest of this time. Hell, I think even Aquaman might hold better than this because, yeah, what are we doing? I don't. I mean, it's a baffling choice. If mm-hmm. the only reason you release a rom com right here is if it's a holiday themed rom com, because otherwise, right now you're either doing kind of family friendly stuff, blockbustery stuff is fine, or awards. That's it. Award season should be the only like non the stuff that doesn't really go with that overall. There's no place like who's the audience for this right now? Single yes, couple, that, I guess. I don't know. That's, that's what I mean. Like. You got you got like awards movies, you got big, you know, blockbusters, you got like family movies. Anyone but you. Baffled. I mean, I'm 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 baffled by this choice as far as the release date. You know, sometimes you just gotta take your just move. I I, I feel like this was just a really random release date. Especially because uh, the beginning of next year is looking weak as hell. Yeah, so it, it could have been. I'm not. I mean, I know January is a dead spot, but like January, February, just away from this weekend, away from this crowded weekend. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Wild. Yeah. I, I agree with you. Uh, okay, what do we have? Where are we at? Number five. I don't yeah. know this is but. number five. It's another Indian production from India, mm-hmm. Salar, which opened to five point four eight million dollars uh over the traditional three-day weekend and 6.3 million dollars over the four day add that to its modest so far six hundred sixteen thousand dollars international and the film has made 6.92 million dollars worldwide uh yeah i think it's a really good opening we we get uh these indian films uh, every every couple of times a year that opened pretty well yeah. um, for a foreign film. And um, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of America's population are Indian folks. So I think this is a really good opening. Yeah, it's always nice. I love that this, this market has such a fan base too. Like yeah. Indian and otherwise. I think there's a lot of American people who have really gotten on. Especially, we, I think we saw it obviously last year really R-R. take flight with RRR. Mm-hmm. And I think that really helped to open a lot of people's eyes to like how fun and epic and, you know, different flavor that these movies are. And Salar, I know, is like one of those same vein type of films. So yeah. I, I love it. We Like you said, we usually have like three or four of them a year. They all open pretty big. Um, sometimes they get up into like the teens with some of the big, biggest openings from India. Um, 
And it's cool. The end of this year has really just been like foreign cinema domination between mm-hmm. you know, Godzilla, The Boy and the Heron. Now we have this. A lot of really strong showings for foreign films. And this one only opened to 800 theaters. Uh, so a nice per theater average. Yeah, I think I, I think you know um, it's a solid solid opening, and I um, it, it doesn't surprise me. I didn't know the movie was coming out, but every time there's a um, there's one of these foreign films, whether it's um, whether it's Asian or Indian, they my I have my theater has enough theaters where they kind of show all of those. Yeah, like my theater near me that I go to has like I think they have uh, fifteen theaters. No, 16. And there's usually at least two or three Indian films playing. So I think that's, and it's, and it's always, I always check too. It's crowded all the time. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's a great, great, great opening for them. Yeah, I know. Um, Sean Chandler, <laughs> the YouTuber mm-hmm. over on Twitter actually had posted, he was looking up screenings at his local theater and they were like all sold out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, yeah. It's a fan, crowded. like one of his viewers randomly, I guess, had an extra ticket, invited him to come watch it with them, and mm-hmm. he went. So that was kind of fun. That's but uh, it was crazy. Yeah, he was like, everything is sold out. So yeah. good for them. Well, here's your number six right here Iron Claw. Uh, I know it's an award season movie. Do you think this yeah. is coming out at a weird time? Uh, I think. I'm going to go with, it feels more like November. Yeah. It doesn't feel like December for It's me. just so sad. Could yeah. you imagine like watching this as your Christmas movie? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I love the movie. Um, it was one of the movies that we were talking about as far as like no review, but I absolutely love the movie as a wrestling fan, as somebody who knows of the Von Eric tragic story. I, I saw so many people who had no idea who went into it like, oh my God, this is a, a true story. Yeah, it's awful, you know, what happened. And um, yeah, I, I'm i disappointed by the opening. And I'm also really disappointed at A24's lack of like awards stuff with this one too. Because I feel like they would have had a hit if they kind of really pushed it for the award stuff. And it just feels like it's one of those movies that's just kind of getting left in, in the dust a little bit. Kind of like Nimona for you and how like yeah. you're like, you know, which it's a bummer. And, um, yeah, but, you know, movies, sports, biography, unless there's like a, it's for like a massive star, um, it's, it's tough to really gain an audience for, you know, um, and it's crazy too. It's super weird because wrestling is one of the things on television that's like been one of the highest rated shows, not on like streaming, but on cable television yeah, yeah, yeah. along with like um football and basketball it's been like wrestling is number four or three every week there's like one or two shows at number one and stuff and you know so it's really interesting but it's the thing too because like sometimes they don't even promote these uh these movies coming out as far as like rest based on wrestling movies like wwe had no promotion for this probably the relationship between wwe and the uh Von Eric family, but they had no kind WWE, of WWE. They said we only promote WWE films. That's it. Yeah, or they, <laughs> they only promote the Rocks movies. They only the like Rocks. go ham. Yeah, they only go ham on because they barely even promote John Cena's movies. But they but they only go ham on the Rocks movies. And um, yeah, they they barely talked about it and stuff. I mean, the Von Eric family themselves. Um, you know, the person who Zac Efron plays, he he actually was on another wrestling show 
on television, you know, talking about the movie a little bit, but that's like the secondary, you know, um, product to WWE. So it's like, yeah. I was expecting a major opening, but I am disappointed by the opening because, because of how much I loved it. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think a lot of people are talking about a24 really did kind of fumble the bag with this one, not mm-hmm. just even box office wise, but I think awards wise, I don't know. I don't know what they were doing with this. I mean, cause they didn't, you know, they didn't really premiere this at any festivals. They didn't start doing screenings for it early. We'll, we'll talk about the color purple. I think the color purple has had a lot of the same problem is that mm-hmm. these two movies, the studios just didn't handle their rollout for award season very well. So mm-hmm. unfortunately yeah. that's the next problem. I haven't really seen the iron claw making a lot of like, lists you know like i haven't seen the nominations coming forth even on the critics awards the golden globes nothing so yeah i think they really i agree with you i think this feels like a late november kind Mm -hmm. of around thanksgiving Mm -hmm. rather than around christmas and it could have gotten some awards traction as well as a better box office um but you know it's a it's a hard uh sell in general so i was like you said i was never expecting a huge number because it's like you know it's a tough watch it's a sad r-rated drama you know (laughs) sports drama um so you know it's made 6.79 million after christmas made 4.8 million for the weekend but yeah uh, i hope i think it'll it'll at least gain like this cult following but it's one of those where you you could just see it. You're like, this could have been something big, you know, just all around the awards, buzz, everything. And they, A24 just kind of dropped the ball. Yeah. And it's, and it's a bummer too, because it's, it's a really good movie. I really hope people can go out and see it. Um. Okay. So what else do we got? Just as far as stories. really quick little boy in the hair in uh, gross. Well, just, yeah. Got over $30 million this weekend. Not before. Bad. Christmas on Christmas Day, it made up to thirty point nine million, and it becomes the sixth highest grossing anime of all time, passing mm-hmm. Super uh, Dragon Ball Super Broly. So go on, and then Godzilla minus one this weekend passed forty million dollars, which is also a great number for them. Continue to just kind of hold on really well at the box office, even getting their theaters slashed this weekend. Yeah, I I think the word of mouth has been great. You know, Godzilla fans is making it out. Fans that have been complaining about human characters have been making it out (laughs) for the movie too, you know, so I'm really happy. And then like the first time too that, you know, at least in my lifetime where more recently I can see Godzilla being portrayed as a villain, you know, he's a baby face now. it's been a long time. It's you been know? a long time since we've gotten a Godzilla villain movie. And he's like a dick in this movie. So it's like, <laughs> it's, yeah, but it's great. It's a great movie. It's really Yeah, good. that's what so. we loved is it went back to the roots because it's like mm-hmm. initially Godzilla was a villain. He wasn't like, that. they weren't cheering him on to help him out in the first Godzilla movie back in the 50s. Nah, he was like a, <laughs> a symbol of the aftermath of World War II. <laughs> Do like it. Do you remember the uh, marketing for Godzilla versus Kong and how like that first trailer was like Godzilla's attacking people and we don't know why. <laughs> I was like what? 
it's Godzilla. What are you talking about? <laughs> and then I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot Godzilla's like oh, a baby yeah. face. And like, you know, he's probably <laughs> the hero. And like, I think it's just, I just think it's so funny. You know, and, and it's that's like, what I love. I mean, Loki, I'm living. That's what I love about this this split monster verse <laughs> with Toho doing like the serious one and then the monster verse. Yeah. Because, you know, we like to have Godzilla as both a villain and a hero. So give yeah, us a sure. movie where he's the villain sure. and then give us a movie where he's running around taking down Kongs with King Kong himself, you know. <laughs> Listen, dude, let me say something about this. Because hold on, man. My mom and I, when we went to go see Aquaman... <laughs> Like that fucking that fucking GVK came on. I said, brother, I'm in. I cannot wait. <laughs> I cannot wait. And because also too, because of the pandemic, I didn't go see Godzilla versus Kong in theaters. Oh, I watched it at home on the day and day because I was a little nervous still. But man, if you don't think I'm gonna be in the middle of IMAX <laughs> for GVK two, I'm just so happy because I didn't know they were gonna do another one. I thought because yeah. of the pandemic and them not being able to make to recuperate the money because these movies are expensive you know yeah. it's two chunky boys so like they're expensive to make too that's why they refuse yeah. to do a hulk, a hulk movie because it's like <laughs> it's too expensive you know so it's like i'm so glad that we have we, we're going to continue this monster verse i mean yeah. and of course i know that oh, i miss one that fucking gareth edwards one was like more uh grounded <laughs> and you know it's cinematic whatever dude i mean come on man yeah the chunky no. boys unite let's go let's go <laughs> i lost my damn tooth for these chunky boys <laughs> on larry stream Remember that Dwayne, shit? he ain't never been back since. <laughs> oh my god oh lord but wait. amongst the christmas day openings I felt like a lot of people were discounting. What did we see for the projection when we looked a couple of weeks ago? It said like 12 million times. For what? For, what? for the color purple. Yeah. Bruh, the color purple opened Christmas Day alone made $18.2 million on Christmas. That's the second biggest ever uh, Christmas Day opening, the one of the top five biggest Mondays ever in you and Warner Brothers history. I mean, yep. an insane number. I mean, I wasn't expecting that either, but wow, 18.2 just on Christmas Day. for color Just purple. on Christmas. See, that's nuts. Like, imagine like, so wait, is it, is it because it came out on Monday? Yeah, because it came out on Monday. Oh, right. Okay. So it released Monday and made 18.2 million just yesterday. Color yeah. Purple also didn't do like, you know how Thursday night showings? So yeah. like Ferrari and them were Ferrari, showing on, yep, yep, on yep. Christmas Eve. Color Purple didn't show on Christmas Eve either. It just opened straight up Monday the 25th and families drove oh. out to the theater. Well, listen, dude, I'll tell you what. If you're on YouTube and you watch YouTube videos a lot... <laughs> I mean, fuck me. I love me, my black people. I love my people. But that color purple ad, have you seen it? <laughs> Two tickets, please. And then, then, oh. Then, 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 oh my God. I saw that thing like a thousand times. I was like, I got it. I, I want to see it. Oh my. So that's probably why it did so well. A few people <laughs> on YouTube, they probably were like, fuck, all right. I got to see this damn movie. Dwayne said, I'm oh tired. Hopefully God. now that it's released, they can turn that shit off on the oh ads. Oh my God. I almost paid the $9 a month for a quick, like, no ads. <laughs> 
Oh my god, it drove me insane. <laughs> but it did I'm receive an A. Everybody, I'm rooting for everybody black. Please trust me. But god damn, I was like, Jesus, if I see the ad one more time. Oh man. But yeah, it racked in an A cinema score as well. Why do you think everybody underestimated the color purple? I mean, do <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I I'm I'm, I'm ha- I haven't seen it yet. I I have it like for the from the voting, but I really do want to go see it. And yeah. I have stuff I have stuff to do on Thursday. The only day that I'm like kind of free is like tomorrow. Oh, but it's like I really do want to see it in theaters. I feel like it'll be better in theaters, obviously. Um, and I want to support it too, you know, like put, put yeah, my money yeah. behind it. Um, but I, I don't know. I think, I'll, you know, a lot of black families probably going to go see it together. I've seen that. I've seen a lot of my relatives talk about it. My mom is like, she's been bugging me about the screener, you know, I'm like, <laughs> I'm not, <laughs> I'm <not> in trouble, <laughs> but like, you know, she's been wanting to see it. So it's like, yeah, I think it's just that word of mouth probably, um, and Taraji P. Henson has been getting a lot of yeah. um, media with the past week as far as like her struggles in the industry of like not getting paid equally. So, you Including know, I, this film, I mean, she wasn't afraid. She said she almost had to walk away yeah, from this nuts. movie because of the offer they tried to give her. Um, and we so keep doing they... this with like Nev Campbell and <sighs> the nun actress. It's like Bonnie Aarons. It's like, what are we doing, dude? Yeah, come on now. What Out of this doing? cast, like, especially, like, the Color Purple cast, if you're talking about known names, it's like, she's she's the biggest star in I get that. Movie. I get that Leo is, like, Leonardo. I get it. But the guy did, like, made, like, 50 million for uh, Killers of a Flower Moon. And, I mean, no disrespect, the movie, it didn't do well. And I know people's excuses, like, oh, it's made for Apple TV Plus. Who gives a shit? I'm pretty <laughs> sure, like, if Apple paid $200 million, I know it's Apple and they got all the money in the world, but I'm pretty sure if they paid $200 million, I mean, we want to see some, or some type of return back, you know? But they didn't. It did, like, 20, what is it, like, $26 million when it came out? $22 yeah. million? It didn't do it's, great, you know? It still is under $200 million worldwide. Very much so. We got, we, we got the color purple right here doing $18 million one day. And it's like, why does he need to get $50 million? Robert Downey Jr. was getting like $100 million for his movies <laughs> in The Avengers. And we yeah. can't pay some of these women. It's nuts to me. Yeah. So I'm glad she's talking. I actually saw somebody's hot take that she should have waited until after the Color Purple's marketing was done and the movie came out to start yeah. talking like this. And I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? No, she yeah. shouldn't. She's talking Even ScarJo. Like, he needs to talk about it now. Like ScarJo was like the woman of like Marvel. And she's like... Remember when? Remember when? Like her movie was coming out, and they were just like doing all this bullshit with like the pay and this and that and her residuals because they wanted to put it on day and date. It's like, man, they just there's just a just no respect at all for some of the, for some of these actresses, none at all. And it's like, 
Warner Brothers, all these studios do it. Warner Brothers and like, oh, yeah, I know you play the nun, but I mean, uh, you know, (laughs) it's like, okay, so uh, I don't know. So she's not Uh, a name, but she's your most like iconic character. She's your most iconic (laughs) in this entire universe is it's her and the damn doll. That's it. It's the, uh, it's them her two. movie is the highest grossing movie yeah. in your entire universe. Her yeah, it's just I mean, Annabelle. nuts. And that's the thing. You know, uh, somebody posted this is Taraji's ninth number one movie at the box office. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the fifth one where she's been either top billed or the star. So, like, you know, it's uh, and she's been around for so long. Obviously, mm-hmm. she had a. And you think about it, you're like, as she talked about Cookie, Empire was a huge show. Like, and she was the Masters. star. When she left Empire, that's when that mess went down the drain and nobody cared anymore. When Taraji yeah. walked away from it. It's like, you know, uh, she's an Academy Award nominee. It's ridiculous. Like, it's just all around is ridiculous. And I'm glad she's talking up about it. And she's right. This movie is full of a lot of young names and like, or not even young, but newcomers like Fantasia. You know, we know her because she's a singer, but this is her her first acting or Danielle Brooks crossing over to film. You know, if Taraji, who's been in the game for 20, over 20 years at this point, is still every single time she comes to the table having to fight tooth and nail Mm -hmm. just to get what she got last time. I mean, what's the hope for, for them? So... Yeah, good on you, Taraji. I'm glad she's been using her platform like this. I agree 100%. So, um, but yeah, especially when you look, and I think this is the reason Warner Brothers wasn't prepared. Uh, I don't know if they just wanted Aquaman to steamroll, I don't think they were prepared for Wonka to be as big as it is, and then for the color purple to swoop in on Christmas Day and dominate like that. So, Aquaman, they're just like competing (laughs) with themselves, too, like three. What are you doing? Oh, man. I don't know. Three movies um, in two weeks. But we also had Ferrari open to 2.9 on Christmas mm-hmm. Day. Eh. And then The Boys in the Boat actually opened bigger than I expected uh, to 5.7 on Not Christmas bad. Day. Uh, doubled just, industry oh, projections. There's way too much out right now. I, 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 I'm, having, so I'm having sensory overload <laughs> so, at the moment. It's well, like, look how you, Dwayne, you can go on ahead and skip The Boys in the Boat. Oh, it I got an A that. cinema score, but uh, it's more elderly. I feel like it's. I mean, <laughs> and then <laughs> you can go ahead and skip Ferrari. Go ahead. And yeah, I um, I actually started Ferrari because I had I got they got you know the neon book. They sent oh, me that. Right. Yeah, and um, I was bored to tears, and I I got well, out of there. So for, <laughs> I wish we could just follow Penelope Cruz. That whole movie would have been so much more yeah. interesting. Her I character was, was the best part of the movie. Uh, Listen, guys, you know. I, I know I'm a movie fan, and I know it's like what I do. I'm a critic, but brother, I mean, I life is too short. I gotta go. If you're boring me to tears, it's been like an hour. I just, I gotta get out of there. I got hey, Rebel yo, Moon. You, fin- you finished that Rebel Moon? Rebel Moon. I tried like four times. I don't know what. <laughs> oh my god! I was like, all right, man. It's like one. It's like the action is cool, but it's like so. It's so sliced and edited to hell because, like, I don't know why we. Uh, Oh my god. If you bring in Zack Snyder, right? Zack Snyder, the guy wants to do rated R. He wants to just he wants to do rated R. I know Netflix was trying to manufacture their own Snyder cut, which is blasphemy when you say that in a sentence. 
they're trying to manufacture their own Snyder cut. So they cut this movie down and they took out all the blood. So you can request a Snyder cut of Rebel Moon. So they can be like, here's a Rebel Moon Snyder cut. Spend more money to come subscribe to Netflix. It's it's a horrible strategy. And I hate horrible. it so much. Horrible. But with that being said, I have to judge. I cannot stand when someone is like Dwayne uh, or like not even just Dwayne, but like, guys, you can't judge it. Stop the final cut. I don't give a shit, dude. I'm going to judge what I have right in front of me. And what I have right in front of me is a shriveled up, chopped up. <laughs> PG-13 mess that wants to be rated R so bad. Remember when Venom was like biting heads off people and like nothing was coming out? Like that movie <laughs> wanted to be rated R so bad. Or like the Suicide Squad when like they're just cutting up folks and it's like powder in the first one. And it's oh, like yeah. <laughs> these movies, they want to be R so bad. And like X-Men back in the day when like Wolverine would slice and dice and nothing comes out because like Wolverine is like, it screams... He screams rated R, and then they finally released Logan, you know, and they, they just went balls to the wall. Just let him do the rated R. And they did, and he's like, there's more stuff in this version, and I'm fucking done with this cut shit bullshit. I'm done. I'm done, okay? Rebel Moon, uh, the spoiler, we're doing our worst of the year list. Guess what's on it? Fuck me. <laughs> sick of this shit, man. If I can't finish a movie, I'm out of there. And I and I love me some dumb fun. You see me, I'm championing Aquaman two and the Marvels. I love me some fun, but I hate boring fun. That's just Ooh. that's what I get in like the Flash and Shazam. I just punch a dragon. I just I fucking hate that <laughs> shit. Man. I hate it. <laughs> that's dumb, horrible fun. That's not fun to me. God. <laughs> Go ahead, Larry. Well. Thank you for coming to Dwayne's TED Talk. <laughs> uh, I haven't spoken like a week. That's what's happening. All my frustrations from the week is like coming out now. Also, yeah, sexual assault is not like villain cool. Like that make. Oh my god, I hate when people do that. Yo, you ain't hype though. I think we're getting like weird Ed Scrine tentacle sex. Oh, <laughs> Rated <what>? R. <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> I mean, they gave us a little bit of glimpse of it in this PG-13. He's getting, like, sucked on by this tentacle. <laughs> Dude. Look, I like I said, <laughs> I posted it on Twitter. The one thing I'll appreciate always about Zack Snyder, it doesn't matter if it's male, female, or anything else, any other pronouns. Zack Snyder just loves him some sexy people, period. And he loves putting sexy people in sexy outfits, taking off the guy's shirts and all this, and making mm. them do sexy shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I get he it. He loves it's, doing that. Right. And he does it. This movie is chock full of it. I'm like, when you let Zack Snyder do his thing, he gonna sex it up no matter what. <laughs> That's even more. So it's like, just give him the R rating and like let, let his fans... Do Let what they not. do. Yeah, like, right. Movie. So, I mean, I agree. Netflix is trifling as hell for doing this PG thirteen R shit. This is crazy. And then there's a whole nother movie coming out, and we got to do it all again. PG thirteen versus why would, rated R. Why, why would you vilify yourself like that? You're already a villain. Why would you vilify? Because it, it's not like Warner Brothers had like a good look on them when they were doing all of no. this with fan bases. Like they were hated. They still are hated by that by those fans. Yeah. Why would you do that? Where 
Oh my god! It's just, and it's not like it's going to theaters. So yeah, like, I just don't it's know on why your streaming service you can like, put whatever the hell you want on there and promote it however you feel like. Like theaters, I get it. You don't want to get you, you know maybe you want the box office or you want this or you need to you know what I mean. At least in the theaters, I somewhat understand why they try to kowtow down uh, on your streaming service. It's There's crazy. No it's crazy. I just don't know why his releases have to be so complicated. Oh, just release the movies and let's just move on. <laughs> like Army of the Darkness, they released it. Cool. And then they just came up with this shenanigans because they need more subscribers because they're losing money. And fuck <laughs> me. I canceled my subscription to Netflix, dude, like two weeks ago, man. I canceled it. I'm done. I told my mom, listen, you got to figure something out. Like, I... <gasps> I Not can't leave it. a mile <laughs> high and dry. No, dude. This and Max and that bullshit of like, we're going to delete this movie for this month and you can't watch. Like, I am done with this shit. I think, what did they What did they get rid of? I think they, thank God I already bought it like two years ago, but they were, they deleted like Watchmen, the HBO series. <laughs> oh, like yeah, they did. the award winning Watchmen just was gone. And then I go on Amazon, um, and they're just they're like they're like sixty and like a hundred some dollars now because it's like you can't watch it on Max. Yo, like, remember when they were like it came out that they were about to delete all the Looney Tunes stuff off of Max? And yeah. Yes, and the, oh oh no, that was an error. That was an error. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I like I am done. I will get back on Max when it's like. I I still have to watch House of the Dragon. I bought it. I bought the blue the 4K on Amazon because I'm not giving these streaming services the shitty the shitty ones who try to go into your pockets. Like you're not getting my money, dude. That's it. We're done. Yeah, we I are can't done. Even imagine I would not put it past them to just like one day be like, you know what? We actually we're gonna take season one of Last of Us off. Yeah, or like, and then uh, we're only gonna put it back on once we get closer to season two. Let's take it off. Oh my god! You think like you think like or even like small shows like they already started. When oh, was, yeah, there the was like a show. Ones. There was a show called uh, about like teenagers. It was something. It was like Generation something. Generation and X or what? I, yeah, I Generation that. something like that. And uh, they took yeah, that. I know what you're talking about. They took it. They they took that all down, right? And I'm like, small shows like that and like Sex Lives of College Girls. Those are coming off. They're gonna come off eventually. Maybe like not the juggernauts like The Last of Us, I don't yeah, think, but like yeah. those small shows are gonna come off too. I I just bought uh, Peacemaker on um on Blu-ray. I bought the Holly Harley Quinn series on Blu-ray. I'm done, dude. I'm out of there. Oh, I am out. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. 2024. We changing. We, we, <laughs> we saving money in 2024, bro. <laughs> Lord. physical media 2024 release ooh, barbarian ooh. on, on blu-ray what the fuck well, you know christ 2024 massifies out the game so oh christ <laughs> but it's um, hard right. on your physical media bitch <laughs> well all right everyone uh thank you for joining us for this episode's long episode of the box office report show i know it kind of turned into like a rant episode towards <laughs> the end but that's what happens when i have them recorded in a week so enjoy the content, enjoy my rants, enjoy Larry's laughing at my rants and my and my pain. And uh, we'll be back sometime this week to get back into these listings for the best of and worst of the year. Um, stay tuned, everyone, to get to joining us. My name is Larry. Oh, my name is Dwayne. That's Larry. <laughs> <laughs> Larry.
We'll let everyone know where they can follow you. Yeah, you can find me over at Chili Boy Productions. Obviously, I'll be doing um, best worst list over there, animation rankings, fun stuff like that. About to do comic book rankings, so it'll be a good time. At Chili Boy Productions on YouTube and Instagram, and Chili Boy YT over on the Twitters. All right, everyone, you can follow me on Twitter at Tomato Twenty Four. You can follow the podcast, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. At Tamini World. Thank you guys for joining us. My name is Dwayne. That was Larry. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye bye.